Hey guys, I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. Hey, I hope you're having an amazing summer. I don't know about you guys, but it is super hot here locally in Mississippi. And every day I cannot wait to get in our swimming pool. So before we get started with some awesome topics and guests we have on today, I want to give you a little bit of bio and information on today's guest on the podcast. Her name is Priscilla Bordet. Priscilla has been a sought out as a motivational speaker by numerous community organizations such as the local law enforcement, the National Guard, prisons, both public and private schools, to discuss her story and bring awareness through education to end sexual abuse. She has been invited to speak before the Senate and House of Representatives. Priscilla has also been featured on TCT, Moms of Miracles, Driven by Women, The Everyday Series, The Everyday Dope Girl, cover of Women's Lifestyle Magazine for 2019. She's also a 2019 winner of Women of the Year and a 2019 winner of the 10 Over the Next 19 Award and is currently up for the Governor's Award. Priscilla was born in Texas, but she was raised in Mitten, the beautiful four-season state of Michigan. She was the first in her family to attend and receive a degree at the local college level. Priscilla comes from a very large family. Her mom had eight brothers and sisters while her dad had 14. She knew breaking the cycle of sexual abuse, even in education, was her key to success. She attended Southwestern Assembly of God University, where she earned a bachelor's degree in elementary education. In the past, she has utilized her degree in childhood education. Priscilla has such a passion to invest into the lives of children because she believes that they are our future. She continues to mentor kids in and outside of school. Priscilla is also a strong woman of faith and she loves to sing. She currently is the worship director at Rivers of Life Church in Holt, Michigan, where she serves the ministry faithfully. It's her passion to worship through song and to help others encounter Jesus through the gift that God gave her. She believes that worship is a weapon for breakthrough. She also has the events of a director where she oversees all events within her local church. In her free time, Priscilla loves watching movies. She also enjoys watching and playing all kinds of sports. She is a finger licking rib eater with extra barbecue sauce and her favorite snack is french fries. Will you guys please welcome on the show today, Straight Talk with Hope and give it up for my friend, Priscilla. Priscilla, are you there? Hey, I'm here. I'm so excited to chat with you, finally. Yes, yes, me too. I'm so excited to have you on our podcast today, and you are actually our first guest for the month of June. Hey, right? I like being, I like being the first. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, so if you're listening right now to the podcast and wherever you are listening from, we love having people tune in and leave us a review on Apple iTunes, and our followers are just increasing daily, and one of the things that you guys know that we like to do is to have guests that come on from all different walks of life um, and backgrounds. Some of them are 
ministers and preacher chicks. Others are moms or wives or single or entrepreneurs, pastors, and the list goes on and on and on. And so we've kind of already given you guys a bio on who Priscilla is and what she does. But Priscilla, can we just kind of talk a little bit about how we met? Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you want to start? I I feel like the amazing thing called social media, I think, connected us. I think. Um, I think just through mutual friends. And, um, you know, I think that nothing is done by coincidence. So I love to just throw out there that God connected us as well. He just probably used some of our friends to connect us. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I can remember. And we were actually talking about this so you guys we actually talked for the first time on the phone I think it was last weekend yeah okay so we were talking about it and how we met through social media and mutual friends like Priscilla just said and it's just amazing to see what God does through the power of connections and for the purpose of his kingdom in reaching people but also just connecting people for each other Absolutely. Um, And so I have some fun questions before we get started with today's hashtag, which if you guys don't know today's hashtag, you're in for a treat. So we're going to be talking about hashtag forgive for you. And I love that hashtag. But Priscilla, we always like to kick it off with a few fun questions um, so that our listeners can guess. Are you up for that? I'm open. Let's go for it. Okay, awesome. Question number one, what has been like your saving grace product or even a routine that started once the quarantine began? And maybe you're still even doing this. What is something that you've kind of used during quarantine? Or like I said, maybe you've started a new routine. Okay, so like my go-to in life, like quarantine or not, is coffee. (laughs) First and foremost, I am a coffee drinker, a solid black coffee drinker. Like, I drink a cup every morning, sometimes two, sometimes three throughout the day. Depends on what kind of day it is. Um, But definitely, like, just getting up. You know, my life is always on the go. I have a lot of different jobs, which I'm very fortunate to get to do everything that I love. Um, So because I'm always on the go, I don't have a lot of a downtime. And so I feel like the quarantine sort of forced us all right to sort of slow down in a lot of ways. And so I was actually very fortunate to finally just to get up in the morning, have coffee on my actual like patio and like just read my Bible and just have time with God and without being rushed to get to the next thing. Um, So my go-to I would have to say is my coffee and just my, my word, like my alone time with God has just really gotten me through this season. Yes, I love that. I love coffee as well. Um, So we are totally already best friends. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two. Okay, what is one of your favorite things to do? And maybe you have more than one, but what are some of the things that you just enjoy doing? Maybe it's a hobby or just anything. Oh, that's tough because I love a lot of things. Um, I, oh gosh, so I love interior design. I love decorating homes and offices are like my absolute favorite. Um, I love shopping. Um, I love being outside. As you know, I'm at the pool right now at our country club, just chilling at the pool. And 
um, I like to be outdoors. I like bike riding. I like playing basketball and rollerblading. Um, it's really funny because I love to come to the pool, but I'm not like, I'm not a big swimmer. Like I like to dip in there when I get hot enough to like get, you know, cool down, but I'm not like swimming around like a little fish. So everyone's yeah. like, you, I don't like, I like going to the beach to sit there, but I don't really like getting in the water that much. So it's just really funny. Yeah. My friends are like, why do we come to the beach? Like you really don't ever get in the water. But um, <laughs> like who said you had to, right? Like yeah. I'm here for the sun and the tan. <laughs> keeping my brown going on <laughs> yes absolutely I would have to say I'm the same way we have a swimming pool in our backyard and my kids are always like why don't you like to get in and get on the floats and get wet and I'm like no I'm, I'm just gonna work on my tan over here when I get hot and sweaty I'm gonna get in for a few minutes and then jump right out right <laughs> yeah so you understand absolutely. me well okay last question would be this and this is I guess you could say kind of a little more deeper question I probably wouldn't say this is like a fun question but okay if you could go back in time like let's just say five years ago what would be one tip that you would tell yourself now yeah Wow. Um, I would have to say, like, it's such a deep question because if you knew my life, you would understand, like, my life is so deep. And, like, I've always known God's hand was always on my life. And I feel like going back and thinking of, like, my upbringing, I feel like I would tell myself, like, hey, sweet girl, like, it's everything's going to be okay. And God is going to use this. Like, I know it seems ugly and dark, but I will not only use it, but I'm going to turn it into good. And I feel like that would have just been a a source of strength, um, you know, growing up. Um, But now looking back, I'm like, yeah, I would definitely tell myself that. And I wish somebody would have told me that. Yeah, that's that's a great um, answer to that question. And I love how in different times in our lives, like different things that we've gone through or walked through when it comes back to the word, even reflection, Mm -hmm. whether it's five years or 10 years, how a lot of times we have to be patient because we don't understand what those moments totally feel like and how they're going to move towards our future. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of brings us to our hashtag, I would think, today. Um, and we can get into it. I want to start with it. But today's hashtag is called Forgive For You. And it was funny, too, because... When I was like going back and forth with you through email and I was like, hey, let me know of a hashtag that's on your heart or, you know, this is how we've done different ones in the past or whatever that looks yeah. like. When I read that hashtag, I was like, maybe she had a, um, a spell, like the spell check didn't work <laughs> or something <laughs> like that just because it was such a unique hashtag. I had never heard that hashtag before and I love that. And so... I'm super excited to talk about that hashtag forgive for you and hear what you have to say about this. So let's just dive into it. What made you select this hashtag? Yeah, you know what? It's funny because, you know, you sent me this, you know, opportunity to like give some time to think about it. And I like read it and I thought, okay, Lord, like, I don't want to just create something on my own. Like I want you to give me something. And usually when I get asked to speak at things, it's because most people have heard my story and they want me to come share it at their conference. Or um, it's funny because it's not always even at like Christian in the Christian realm. It's usually even with like our law enforcement, our national guard, like they want me to help 
um, bring understanding and education to the topic we're going to talk about today. And so I was just like, God, you just give it to me. And literally, like, right before, like, we messaged each other, he just laid it on me just like that. Like, it just came in my spirit. Like, I forgive you or um, forgive for you. Because I feel like a lot of people think that forgiveness is about the other person, right? Like, it's, it's like... And I want people to understand that forgiveness, no matter what the situation is, no matter what anyone went through, forgiveness is not about whether or not the other person deserves to be forgiven, Mm. right? In our natural self, like we're like, we don't believe that they, they did something bad, so we shouldn't give them something good. But in the spirit and, and as Christ followers, Jesus requires something different. See, we don't forgive because they deserve it. We forgive because we ourselves deserve to be free. Yeah. Jesus died a gruesome death for us to be free of every sin, every bondage, every chain, anything that would hold us back from reaching our full potential. And I'm talking our God-given destiny and identity, and the enemy would do anything and everything to keep us from reaching that. And so when he gave that to me, I was like, that's right. Like, we forgive for us. Like, forgive for you. Set yourself free so that you can be all that God created you to be. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to even say to piggyback on that, like, you know, we can't even forgive others truly the way that God has destined us to walk in the freedom and walk in the forgiveness that he's told us to live out as Christians and as believers until we do that first step, you said, until we actually learn to forgive ourselves first. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's kind of like that saying, um, too, where hurt people hurt others. Mm -hmm. And so I love the power of forgiveness and how once we grasp the love that God has for us, you know, a lot of people think they have to earn God's love and Mm -hmm. they're so used to receiving and earning love from other people that God says, you, you don't have to earn this. Like I've already set my love on you is what Romans four says. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. You know, I, I even say, I know we talked about this um, a couple of days ago, but you know, I always extend that, you know, that, yeah, hurt people do hurt people, but healed people will heal people. Yeah. My, my goal is to get as many people, you know, to meet Jesus Christ so that they can be healed from the inside out and so that they can move on and then help others get healed because that's the heart of the father. The heart of the father is for us to live out our purpose and our destiny. And in order to do that, we have to be willing to do the hard work. You know, we have to do the inner work of our inner being things that could keep us, you know, from moving forward, whether that be mentally, spiritually, even physically, because sometimes our decisions emotionally start to affect us physically. And forgiveness is one of the unforgiveness is one of those things. Yeah. You know, I believe that unforgiveness is, is so deeply rooted to so many other things, right? It's rooted in, in fear and hatred and jealousy and bitterness. It, it opens up the door to so many other things that it's worth getting to healing. Like it's just so worth it How for did, your sake. Yeah, for sure. How did you go about that? process. And I know everybody's story is different and everybody's, um, you know, journey is, is different on how that looks like for tapping into the forgiveness that God loves for them. And the process is different, but what would you say in your life? Like, even with this hashtag forgive for you, how have you made this a part of your journey and your process? Yeah. So I'll give a little background so that people can understand like, well, what is she talking about? How can she 
give me advice on forgiving like you know what's her story because yeah. people want to hear experience and they want to know that you how did you overcome it so I can yeah. you know it's hard to take advice from people who've never been through anything or not yeah. don't understand what you've been through and um you know I grew up in I was born in Texas raised in Lansing Michigan so the four season state the mitten that yeah. I absolutely love <laughs> um I don't love that our winters are too long yeah. but you know, I do love that we get to experience the four seasons and just the creation God created is amazing here. Um, but I grew up in a very dysfunctional home on both sides of my family. My mom and my dad come from both two, two large families. My mom has eight brothers and sisters and my dad has 14. Wow. And so, yeah, we had, there's a lot of us <laughs> and <laughs> growing up with my last name wasn't always fun or a joy. It, there were times where it was fearful um, because we grew up in a family that was really corrupted with drugs. And um, when we were younger, we we're probably about three or four years old. All of my dad's side of the family, um, the FBI raided our houses because at the time is what was one of the biggest drug scandals here in Lansing, Michigan. Wow. All of my uncles ended up in prison except for my father because he didn't have anything to do with the drug deal. That was a nationwide thing. Um, the guy that my uncles worked for ended up being executed in Texas. So you can imagine growing up being attached to that and having that last name and your name being in the news for many, many months was not fun growing up with. Yeah. On top of, um, you know, the drugs and the drinking that, you know, surrounded my family, um, incest and molestation also took place in our family. Mm. Um, my grandpa, um, I like to talk a lot about this topic because I, I want people to understand that generational curses are very much real. Yeah. And um, when we don't get the healing, we start bleeding on into other people, into our other generations, into our kids, into our grandkids. And that can be anything that we don't deal with. It's not just these deep stuff that I'm talking about, like rape and, you know, being molested. Um, the, whether that just be just little different triggers that, that take place in your home, right? Like if you're, if you grew up in a home where your parents were yellers, there's a tendency where you're probably going to be a yeller and our family, we're Hispanic, we're Mexican. So like we naturally talk loud. So like <laughs> if people hear us talking to each other, they're like, are they arguing? We're like, no, we are having a normal conversation. <laughs> like this is it right here. Yeah. And so, you know, but I grew up where my family, um, you know, my grandfather, um, raped his kids and my dad ended up repeating the cycle. And I don't say that to excuse anything that's been done in my life because my father, who was also a pastor at the time, mm -hmm. began to rape me over a period of a year. And of course, you can imagine my questions and concern about how God can say he's God, yet these things are happening in my home. And it was a unique situation because I lived, our house was actually connected to our church. So there wasn't a lot of separation between home and church. It was like everything started to get become one. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see hope in my home and I didn't see hope in the church. So it's like I'm growing up sixth, seventh, eighth grade, like, God, where are you? And how can you say you're good when all these bad things are happening to me behind closed doors? Sure. And so... I talk a lot about the secrets, the secret life, the secrets that I kept in my family. Um, you know, my mom, she also grew up with sexual abuse in her family. Mm. And so when it came down to 
my mom finding out about me being sexually abused by my father. It ended up being because the first person I told was my identical twin sister. Mm. And I told her these things were happening to me and it's starting to like really hurt. And I'm starting to not know what to do. I feel like I'm screaming, but why isn't anyone coming? And like, I just didn't know what to do Yeah. when you're sixth grade and your dad's a pastor and your dad is your dad. There's no blueprint on how to handle being raped by someone who's supposed to love and take care of you. Yeah. Who's supposed to be a spiritual figure. Right. So my sister ended up that, that, that night that I told her, she ended up um, in my room and she snuck in there and hid in between my clothes that were hanging on a rack on a, a really long rack. I've always been a clothes girl. Like I have tons of clothes. I had like two or three racks like that would cover my entire room that my dad built me. Um, and it was crazy because it was the first time I actually got to have my own room. Mm. And I really fought for that room because I'm like, I am, an, I'm older, even though I'm only older by one minute, it's one whole minute and I'm older and I deserve the room. <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> I got it. And I ended up being in this situation where I'm like, I didn't want to be alone anymore, Yeah, but I didn't, but I didn't know that my sister hid in my room that night. It wasn't until the, the next day that I ended up finding out my mom found out because my sister had sit in my room and saw everything mm. my father did to me that night. Wow. And so my mom found out. And just when I thought that my, my life was going to change for the better, because now somebody mm. knew an adult knew and was, and now I'm going to get the help that I need. My mom chose my dad mm. and a lot of people would be like, how dare her? Like she, she's a mom, like moms are supposed to choose their kids. And, you know, one thing I always want to want to stress to people is like, we're all in different walks yeah. of life. I can, I, it doesn't excuse my mom's behavior at all because what she did was wrong. And a lot of people would be like, what a coward. And I did at one point, there was a season in my life where I hated my mom. I actually hated her more than I hated my father because I felt like she had the opportunity to change my circumstance mm. and she yeah. didn't. And I, um, she, she, she ultimately ended up getting us to move back from Texas to Lansing. And, um, shortly after that, my younger sister ended up being raped by my father mm. And so then, even then, I thought by this point, my mom's got to do something. Like, she's going to help her children. But fear gripped mm -hmm. her because she didn't know what to do. When she was molested as a child from her family member, nobody helped her. So it's really hard to help somebody get healed from something that they never got yeah. healed from. So she didn't really know what to do. She, my dad was the breadwinner. He's, like, making the money in the home. She didn't have the job yet. She's trying to work up this courage on what to do and how to do it. And ultimately, she ended up having us lie to the courts to protect mm -hmm. my dad. Going back to the fact that my, all of my uncles are already in prison. My dad's the only one. Do we want to we, end up like the rest of our families with broken homes, our, you know, with, with our dads in prison? Like, it was a lot of pressure for a 12-year-old, and I'll never forget it. My twin sister and I, we were on our way up to be interviewed from CPS and some of the workers that take on cases like this. And I remember after my mom had asked us to lie that my twin sister asked me, we were getting ready to walk in the room, and she said, are you going to lie? And I shrugged my shoulders because at the point, I really did not know what I was mm. going to do. But I ultimately lied to protect my mm. family. We ended up back in a trailer home. 
And it was such an awkward, uncomfortable night where we rented pizza and we just threw everything under the rug, right? Because society says we grow up in, in these homes and when life happens and things happen, what do we do? When things happen in the home, what is it supposed to do? It's supposed to stay in the home, right? It's supposed to, we're supposed to sweep it under the rug and not address it. And, and whatever does happen, you don't discuss it out of your home. Mm. So for years, I just kept that in and kept that in. I felt like I, would, I was starting to get used to living this double secret life. I'm having all these things happen behind closed doors, but out in the open, I am thriving in school. It was my outlet. Sports were my outlet. I played three sports all year round. I was vice president of my school. I mean, you name it, I did it. I wanted to be involved in it because I wanted to be in anything that didn't require me to yeah. be home. And it wasn't until I was still in junior high, probably eighth, seventh, eighth grade, where I ended up at a youth camp through my church. And this pastor preached on the power of forgiveness. Mm. And that was the first time I had really, really heard a sermon on that. And but but to truly understand it and to also like have something to actually apply mm. it to. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit, even at a very young age, he was already speaking to me like Priscilla. He's like, I have called you for greater things. I've called you to to fulfill a purpose and a destiny. And I know that you don't understand everything right now. I know it hurts and I'm not attached to this. Like, I feel like he has always been such a gentleman. He's always been such a pursuer, even while I try to figure out my life. And at that moment in my heart, at that youth camp, I'm like, God, all I know is I don't want to feel this way. I don't want this life. And so I'm going to give it to you. And I want to start this process of forgiveness. And as an adult, looking back, I've had to really put in the work. And, you know, as hard as this next sentence that I'm about to say, it's as hard as it is. It's the thing that set yeah. me free. And I want to say it because I want others to be set free. And it's the thing the, the thing about our healing is that no matter what has happened to us, no matter what happened or who did it and what caused it, we are each responsible for our mm -hmm. healing. My dad is not responsible for my healing for what mm -hmm. he did. And the thing is, is I knew that whatever I wanted for my life, I myself was going to have to fight yeah. for. It can't be based on what he does or doesn't do. And so I made the decision not only to forgive him, but also the, his family members that molested not just me, but cousins and other family members. I mean, this is something my family grew up in. And I made the decision that I did not want to live the life that I was starting to see my family live out. I didn't want a life of drugs. I didn't want the life of drinking. I didn't want the life of um, broken, a broken home. Like, that's all I knew. And I knew that's what I didn't want. So I am the first to get a college degree in education on both sides of my family. I knew that it was key to my success in the natural, but I also knew that the key to my success in the spirit was to stay and draw mm. near to the father. And he's always been there for me. And I made the decision that not only was I going to forgive my father, but I was going to forgive my mom as well. And I can tell you this, the moment I made the decision to forgive them, it set me up for the blessings of God It set me up for me to fulfill my purpose and my destiny. Um, and I've been preaching and teaching and loving on people through forget, like teaching my girls that I lead through a group called remarkable for girls, 18 to 35, the power of forgiveness in order for us to reach our purpose and our destiny. That's so good. That is just such a powerful overall story and testimony that man, I mean, it's just like, 
hearing your words through you express the different emotions that you went through it all and how you chose, like you said, you had to make that choice to forgive um, because it wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. even other people like your dad or your family members to make that choice, like something within you. And gosh, I just got to say like, Props to you for having the courage and not just the courage, but also the obedience to step into what yeah. God has for your future. But even at a young age, don't you just love those youth camps? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like youth camp saved me. Like, yes, yes, I totally, oh man, <laughs> it's like youth camps are where it's at, man, where you can have just these moments in time that stand still to have these God ordained encounters where he just gets you at a young age and you don't always understand it in the process of it until later, fast forward years into your future. And you're like, wow, that moment in time has just stood out and carried me through and will continue to carry you through towards the next steps that God has for your life and your future. I love how you take a stand for not only who you are and where you're going, but you take a stand for your faith. You take a stand and you're willing to fight, not just for your own self and your own calling, but fight for the others of breeding encouragement and breeding restoration, actually, in the lives of other women and girls who have gone through similar situations that you have Um, come out of and have overcame and walked through that subject of forgiveness. And there's so much power in that. You know, God's words tells us that it's the truth that sets us free. And so we don't know what it means to truly have the freedom that Christ wants us to have in our lives and even in our future until we sometimes, like you said, be willing to address the truth. Absolutely. And I had to do that even for myself. Like this, my life was not just about, you know, forgiving my parents, right? It was also then as an adult forgiving me. Like, and that's the thing is like, because of all the things that transpired in my home and my upbringing, I, that caused me to have crazy identity issues. Like I had issues trusting people and you name it. I just feel like I went through it. Like I ended up at a Christian college, a worship leader all four years, but still living that double secret life. Right. Like I would be leading worship. And then on the weekends, like I'd be like at a bar getting drunk and going home with complete strangers. And like, I didn't even care who I went home with. Like it didn't matter. Like I just didn't, I, what I had, I, I was, there were still things in me that I had to deal with. I had to address those things that needed to be healed. Right. And some, sometimes that's ongoing. Like, you know, you'll deal with one situation and one thing in your life and then something else comes up and you're like, wait, I got to I got to deal with that, but you got to yeah. deal with it God's way. And so I had to forgive myself for just allowing myself to lose who I was and not, I feel like when people don't, when they're not who God created them to be, we're missing out on, on the blessings of God. Cause he gave us something, right. He gave us each a blueprint, a blueprint or a fingerprint that can never be matched to somebody else's. So I was spending time being somebody that I wasn't like, you name it, just comparison stuff. Like 
in, in college that I'm just like, God was like trying to get my attention and like deal with my heart and the issues that he wanted me to, to spend time on and to forgive. And it came down to like forgiving yeah. myself for allowing myself to get to places and to people and to things and, and not allowing him to heal some of those inner part of, of who I am. And I can tell you from the moment I made the decision to forgive others, forgive myself, I set myself free. And now I feel like I'm free to help. You can't give people something yeah. you don't have. And you can't offer something that you've not experienced yourself. It doesn't have as much power or, you know, people want the credibility. They want to know that what you have to offer is actually going to work. And when you have the power of Jesus Christ in you, you cannot fail. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can keep you. Not A person can't stop you. Their words can't stop you. Like the only person that can stop you from reaching your full potential and destiny is yeah. yourself. And I knew that. And I wanted to make sure that like I wasn't keeping myself and I'm trying to set help people get themselves set up to introduce them to who Jesus Christ is. I always say there is hope. And that hope is a person and his name is Jesus. And the moment you meet him, your life will never That's be the same That's so again. good. That is so good and powerful. Well, as we get ready to kind of come to a close and close this thing out, what would you say yeah. in some last few words on this subject, forgive for you, that if somebody is listening or dealing with this subject and even maybe some similarities of the story that you shared today, once mm-hmm. they find Jesus and once they truly begin to kind of understand the love that the father has for them, what are some practical steps that you could address and say to them so that they can continue to move forward in that direction of forgiveness? Yeah. The, the main thing that I want people to understand is, Forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things. Um, and just because I, ch- I did choose to forgive my parents, I also chose to reconcile my relationship with them. Now, my relationship with my father is never going to be the relationship that God intended for us to have. But I can be in the same room as him and not be affected. See, my life is not based on what he does or doesn't do. Um, but that is not the same for every person, right? Not everybody's going to want to reconcile with their perpetrator. Not everyone's going to want to reconcile with someone that has harmed them in some way. And that's not my, that's not my push. That's a, that's a heart thing. That's between you and the father. Like if you, that's something you want to do. I have, I'm an advocate for girls in the courts as well as a medical advocate. And that's something that I leave completely up to them. I believe that when we've allowed Jesus into our heart, forgiveness is mandatory Mm -hmm. of us. But reconciliation is optional. You do not have to reconcile that relationship. You do what's best for you. The best thing that you can do for yourself, though, if you have to ask yourself why, like why forgive, forgive for you. Forgive so that you set yourself free. Forgive so that you can reach all that God intended for you. Forgive so that you avoid punishing yourself. It's, It's, you know, you don't forgive because of any not has nothing to do with yeah. the other person because to to not forgive is a form of punishment yeah. to ourselves and i would just say like i would encourage that person like hey make the decision for you to forgive but don't feel like you have to make the, the decision to reconcile and give yourself some grace god is a god of mercy and justice they go hand in hand so i spend a lot of my time helping victims who have been sexually abused but on the flip side of that 
that doesn't mean the father doesn't care about those who commit crimes. I am also, um, I'm a national speaker. I'm actually getting ready to speak Thursday um, to our legislation. I'm praying and believing that we are going to pass a bill called the Clean Slate Bill for, for people who have stayed, who have were felons before, but have stayed out of um, any type of criminal law for the last 10 years. Now, this is non-threatening, um, non-violent crimes. So those that have had a good record, who have rehabilitated themselves, who actually have come into society mm. and they've done good with their lives after 10 years of, you know, after 10 mm. years after being released, it gives them a clean slate. And I yeah. believe that's the heart of the father. The heart of the father yeah. is grace and mercy. And so fa- ask yourself, like, where does the forgiveness fall at? It, fa- it falls into the mercy, right? It's, it's not just that we're also extending forgiveness. We're receiving forgiveness from the father because yeah. we too fall short and, and we all fall short. And so it's the best gift that Jesus gave us is it was forgiveness. When he died on the cross, he made a way for every person to make it. That means every person. That means the murderer, the rapist, the ones that we have a hard time understanding are the father. It's a heart thing. Get your heart posture right. Get yourself to a place where you forgive others. Forgive yourselves. Do it for you so that you can do everything that God intended for your life. Don't don't come and live out this bare minimum when he has big things and great things for your life. And then set yourself free. And then I would just say, just recognize that there, there's things that are optional. Choose the things that you feel are best for you. And if it's not best for, for you, and, you know, it might be best for another person. Yeah. Let that be okay. And, and it's a process, you know, like take the yeah. time that you need to heal. But as long as you heal, like you yeah. are headed in the right direction. That is so good and such good advice. I just love everything that you have said. And we are praying for you with that bill getting passed. We're in agreement um, that God is going before Thank you, you, directing your steps every step of the way. And that. He will just do what only the Lord can do. And he is such a good father. And so Priscilla, tell us before we leave today, how can people find you on social media, stay in connection with you as we close out? All right. Yeah. Um, So I have a Facebook and Instagram page and it's just my first and last name, Priscilla Bordeo. Um, It's exactly the same. Um, and they can find me there. I do have a Twitter. I'm not going to lie. I don't really use it. Um, <laughs> and I do have a Snapchat, but I don't really use that either. Facebook and Instagram yeah. are like my go-tos. So I would say that's the best way to find me. And they can also reach me on my website, which is ChriscillaBordeo.com. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the <laughs> Talk With Hope podcast today. We... Thank you, Hope, for even, like, considering me. Like, what a blessing and opportunity. Like, thank you for including me. And I just believe that God is going to also use you. And you're, you're, this year is going to be a year of just new beginnings and new opportunities that you didn't even realize. So it's going to be awesome. I'm praying for you as well. And I believe that God is going to thank use you, you to do so that. Thank you so much. <laughs> starting with this podcast. Like, your podcast is yes, awesome. Yes, thank you so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode and it spoke to your heart, go on Apple iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. We love to see what you guys are saying about the podcast as well as sharing them on your social media platforms. If you want to learn more information about who we are, 
what we're doing and where we're going, check out hopelamberson.com. You can also access us and follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And let me tell you about something new that we have on Facebook. We have a private group open to anybody that is wanting to join the private group called Straight Talk with Hope. On this group page for Facebook, it is basically downloading devotionals, messages, topics you guys want to discuss, where we have conversations with each other who are in the group. I look forward to seeing you on there, and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope for you. We'll see you back here on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast.